the biggest mistake I think that many early stage and even later stage B2B providers make is they think they're the hero. And it's not you who's the hero, it's your customer. You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, I'm Rita Risha, one of the producers of the B2B Revenue Acceleration Podcast. Today, we will be airing again one of our most listened to episodes, How to Tell Your B2B's Brand Story. This episode was first published in 2018, right when we started our show, and it's as relevant as ever at this time of the year when sales and marketing leaders prepare their go-to market plans for 2022. In this episode, you will hear from Ken Rutsky, the author of Launching to Leading, about how you can make sure your messaging is being heard in a sea of competition and how to break through the noise in a loud and crowded market. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. I Aurélien Mottier, and I'm here today with Ken Rutsky. How are you, Ken, today? I'm doing great. Great to chat with you this morning. No problem at all. Well, look, we were very keen to get you on the podcast, Ken, talking about that topic of making your B2B messaging an eight-layer cake. It's an interesting concept that we had the opportunity to discuss. But before we go into the details of the the way you go about it and how you came up with that uh, eight-layer cake, would you mind giving us a little bit more background as to who Ken Rutsky is and, and what does your company do? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Uh, And despite the topic, I'm not a pastry chef. Uh, (laughs) So I came up through product marketing in Silicon Valley. For a couple of decades, I've been working in business-to-business technology marketing, really focused on three main areas in in my career and in my uh, consulting practice. Security, infrastructure of all types, whether that's monitoring, management, storage, that kind of stuff. And then business applications, primarily in uh, the sales and marketing automation space. And, you know, I think what those have in common is very loud and crowded markets. And so getting your message defined in a way that it can be heard and it's powerful is, is definitely a challenge. And so my consulting practice is really focused on go-to-market excellence and achieving go-to-market leadership. And, uh, you know, the thing I'm really passionate about is how businesses can tell their story and build their brand message in in a way that can accelerate their revenue. And so it's a good fit with this podcast title. I think that makes perfect sense. And yeah, we we also come across lots of startups that, you know, often have fantastic products, but may not have the ability to translate the technical message into business message or a message that will resonate with the with the right audience. So yeah, your type of activity and what you do for your clients does actually make a lot of sense for us. And we, we understand where you come from. So I want to go straight into our discussion. And, and obviously, you know, this is, as I mentioned earlier, this is a very interesting topic for us to discuss because messaging is key and messaging is at the heart of, of what we do here at Operatics. And I know that recently you you released an article about making your messaging an eight-layer cake, but for the purpose of maybe the people that have not had the chance to come across that that article, would you mind telling us more about the concept and and how you came about that concept? Yeah, and I'm going to uh, chop four of those layers out to start with and just focus on the the core four layers, and then we will figure out how to multiply that by two and get to eight in a few minutes. But if you think about messaging 
the way I think of this is you have four layers of messaging that you need to develop as a B2B provider. And as I say, that goes from mythos to money. And what I mean by that is at the very top, you've got the brand aspirational layer. You know, what is this big message that you have? And a good example of that is early on in the days of Salesforce.com, the big mythos or the big brand aspirational message was the end of software. And, but, you know, people don't buy aspiration. What I actually think people buy at the end of the day is a, is a transformational capability that you bring into their organization. So at the second layer, I, I call this the magical layer. And to me, this is the most important of the four layers because it is the core of how you build the, other, the rest of it. And the reason I call it magic is uh, there's a framework called the hero's journey that a cultural anthropologist named Joseph Campbell came up with in the early 1940s, which basically said all of our uh, great storytelling mythologies follow this framework of a hero's journey. And if any of your listeners have watched any of the Star Wars movies or many of the Disney movies, they all follow this basic framework that essentially says the hero's living in his or her world. Uh, it gets disrupted. They have a death or near-death experience. They meet a god or goddess and get a magical gift. And then they come back to their world and transform it to a better place. And if you think about the biggest mistake, I think, that many early stage and even later stage B2B providers make is they think they're the hero. And it's not you who's the hero, it's your customer. But the role you want to play in that story is the magic. You want to be that transformative magic that takes the, your customer's reality and transforms it into a better place. I call that a viewpoint story or a breakthrough marketing story. And that's a big piece of it. So you kind of go from aspirational to transformational. And, you know, if it, building on the Salesforce example, you know, go from the end to software. But the real transformational promise to the user was we'll actually get CRM implemented successfully for you. Uh, because back 15, 20 years ago when Salesforce started, people had a lot of problems with Oracle and Siebel and other CRM systems and actually getting them implemented and getting value out of them. So that was a pretty magical promise to that user. And then if you go to the third layer of that four layers, it's really the what I call the money layer, because people will motivate around a transformational story, but then you need to prove that there's value in what you deliver. So that's where things like value-based messaging and what are your key business benefits comes in. And that's critical to define because you might get someone excited with that transformational story, but you'll never get the purchase justified without the money or without the ROI that you can provide and the value-based messages. And then last but not least, you get into how do you do it? Because technical buyers especially want to understand the how. And one of the ways you get credibility in your message is to be able to very, very tightly link your how with your money messages or your method with your money, and then your method up to the magical story. Yeah. So that's the four key layers that we build the whole messaging foundation on. Okay. That's definitely very interesting. And it, it does make sense, actually. And obviously, the, the, the way you go about it and the methodology that you put behind that is, is, is in a way 
something that I would say we do, but we never formulated it in such an articulate way. So that's, that's pretty good. Well, one of the concepts that we discussed in the past is, is about B2B buyers and the fact that, you know, B2B buyers are, 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 they are people like you and I, like, you know, all of us listening to this podcast, but they also need to see a personal value to their purchases. And I think it would be good, you know, we, because we had the, the opportunity to discuss that in more details in the past in a, in a, in a non-podcast environment. It would be good if you could elaborate some of the ideas that you yeah. shared with me on that topic for, for our audience. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how we multiply the four and get to two, because I think typically we, we start with the business value and the business message and the business transformation and the business magic. But we also have to explain to the buyer what's in it for him or her. What's that you know aspiration we have for them? We're going to turn your reputation from tactical to strategic in the organization might be an aspiration that we provide to the buyer. And then, you know, what's the journey we're going to take you on as the user of this product? And how are we going to make your life better? Not just provide business transformation, but personally what this is going to do for you. And then what value do you get out of it? So, you know, that might be something like you're seen as the expert in quickly deploying new business applications within the organization yep. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we still have to answer the how question. And there's certainly overlap between you know, the first four and the second four layers. But I think what most providers do is they don't even think about that you know, second four layers of the cake. They really just, if they're smart enough to think about the first four, which many are, they really don't connect at a personal level on those second four messages. Yeah. By the way, if you want to find out who does this, the great salespeople do this all the time. In fact, sometimes great salespeople don't even need those first four. All they need to do is convince the buyer that it's a great thing for them personally. Absolutely. And so how would you advise on delivering that message? Because obviously you know, there is a few things in the eight layers. Can you put that into like a, a one-minute elevator pitch? Or do you think it's better to deliver that over, over a sequence when you engage with, with a prospect? How do you spread this layer? Or how have yeah. you seen this layer best spread over time and, and, and deliver to, to prospect organizations? Well, yeah, and, and I mean, we're challenged here because people can only remember three plus or minus two things, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, that gets us to five at best, and we're at eight here. So, you know, I think the uh, critical choice here is where do you focus? And the story or that magical layer to me is the place to focus. And recently, Jody Banzal, who was the founder of AppDynamics, wrote a great piece in Entrepreneur Magazine. And he basically said, a lot of companies have great ideas. And you said this earlier, so you're in good company. But yeah, the ones who succeed, the ones who convince employees, investors, and customers to go on a journey with them are the ones who tell a great story. So I always say it starts and ends with the story. One of my clients recently said to me, you know, Ken, we've been doing this wrong. We thought the strategy should drive the story. But what we realize now is the story should drive the strategy. So I think story start, you know, it really does start and end with story. Because if you don't create the context for how you talk about both the personal and the business value of your solution. If I don't want to go on that journey, if I'm not excited by your magic, then all the value in the world won't make the sale. Absolutely. 
Okay, well, that, that makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, from our perspective, we, we again, as I said, we, we don't have the, the methodology of the different layers, but we believe in the story. We feel that the, the, the story is what we've got to explain. I mean, we, we work with lots of disruptive startups and organizations that are either coming to a new market. So when you mention the name of the company, people are like, who? You know, they, they, don't, they don't know that. Right. That's right. And, and it's important to tell them, look, this is, this is where the organization comes from. This is how we come up with the idea. This is, this is what makes us different. So we came up with that concept. This is what makes us different. This is the value we deliver. Now, you know, it's about how can that value be, uh, what would that value mean in your context? And that's the reason why we want to engage with you. And then we go through, obviously, passing on to some of our client sales team or doing it ourselves. But then you've got, I guess, from our perspective, the second layer, which is, okay, we're going to go into a bit more details. But we yeah. want that first session yeah. to be interactive and people to open up. So they can help us to understand where we can make the magic happen. But as I said, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense. And what you went through, is, I'm sure, is really, really helpful for, for our listener. And, and, and hopefully they, they got lots of insight from the way you put it together, I guess, Ken. And my magic you know, that I help, you know, I try to bring to my customers is, is exactly what you said, is a methodology for telling this story in a way that's going to get you attention and is proven and, and works and is scalable. And so, you know, I think the big challenge, you know, that you point out, right, exactly is exactly that is if I'm a new security vendor, I'm competing with probably three to 4,000 other Absolutely, vendors yes. out there. And yeah. if I start at, you know, my ROI, my business value, now I'm competing with everybody because everybody who's going to do anything has good business value, right? And yeah. they figured that piece out. So what I need to do is I need to move away from ROI as the first thing. And I need to think about return on strategy as the first thing I need to convince that my, uh, my customer that you know, they need to get to. And if I can align my value around this story that we're talking about, uh, that's how I do it. And so the chapters of the story are well-structured and well-articulated in my book, Launching to Leading, and in a lot of the blogging I do but in how we put it together to the customers. And yeah, I think it might be worth just walking through that really quick too. Absolutely. Well, I was like, that was my next question. So you're, you're reading my mind. Speaking <laughs> about launching to leading your, your, your book, you speak about the importance of the messaging and, and how you position that message. And basically, how do you come out of the crowd? How do you break through the noise? Because there is a lot of noise. You just need to go to, you know, and we speak a lot about security, but you can do big data. You can, you can look at anything, oh, yeah, any, any of the AI, people. everything. It's, it's everywhere. And it's, it's got to be very, very confusing for prospects, okay? It's less confusing for us, I think, because we are in the market and we speak with those vendors every day. We breathe and live it. And we've got people from the inside telling us, you know, the stories that maybe the prospect don't know about. But... For the pros- if I was a prospect, I think my, my head would be spinning about the, the volume of options I've got available. Coming back to my question, which is probably the, the most important question that I wanted to ask you today, how can you, you stand out from the crowd from a messaging perspective? Yeah, so uh, again, I'm going to sound a little bit like the old broken record. I think it's the story you tell. And so let me walk through why that's so important and how, how we do it with clients. So basically... If you think about that hero's journey metaphor that I mentioned, and you apply that to a B2B messaging framework, that sounds Mm -hmm. kind of strange. But I figured if it's good enough for all our mythologies, and it's good enough for George Lucas, and it's good enough for Disney, it would be good enough for me. So I built off of that framework. And 
you essentially the story has four chapters and it goes like this. The world's changed. It's become a different place. Here's what it's like. And I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about my customer's world. So the world that you live in, Mr. Customer, looks like this today. And what I'm going for there is, you know, a little bit of the old rapport building and the head nod. Yeah, you know, it does look like that. And then the next part of the chapter is, well, if you're trying to solve this problem and you're using solutions that were built for an old world, here's all the pain that you're going to find yourself in or the missed opportunities that you're not going to be able to take advantage of. And if I do that right, then the prospect is saying, yeah, I do have that pain. Or, you know what, I never realized the source of that pain was because I was doing this wrong. I think you, you, wrong. You, you, also, uh, you also get yourself as a sounding like an expert, almost a doctor, you know, like uh, when you go to the doctor and you don't know why you've got back pain. It's That's about, right. Well, you know, right. And, and, and I think when you do that right, what you just went through, ears open up. A little bit more and people will listen to what you've got to say because you if you understand their context if you're able to say well i believe that this is where it's coming from then you can go to the next part of the examination but at least they will open i think as the first battle won which is first box you need to tick is around are you an expert or not do you understand my world so yeah i appreciate what you are saying and definitely share your your opinion on that yeah. And, uh, you know, Forrester did some research, I think, about six or seven years ago, where they interviewed B2B buyers and they said, what do you want out of your sales rep? And what do you value out of sales reps? And uh, product knowledge was like something like number eight on that list. Number one was they understand my business. And number two is that they teach me something I don't know. <laughs> so this is the opportunity for, you know, what the challenger folks would call commercial insight or teaching. Yeah. And So if I can go and do that, then I earn the right A to tell the rest of my story, but maybe even more importantly, to engage in a conversation where I get to ask questions and learn things too. Yes, respect, which is important. Yeah, the challenger model is is, is a beautiful model. This is what we use as a methodology here. So yeah, we're very familiar with that. Yeah, and I think the thing that challenge, you know, the thing I've always been challenged with by challenger (laughs) is it. It assumes that your organization can, people in the organization can find the commercial insight when they're in the battle. And what I want to do is arm them with the right commercial insight going in that can start that process. So then we get to the next chapter and we've kind of transitioned from talking about the customer's world to talking about solutions. And now we say, well, what if you took a different approach or had a different mindset about this problem? And then after I talk about, you know, if you flip your mindset to think like this and take this different approach, what you'll realize is you need these kind of innovations in order to solve the problem for today's world. And that's where I'm starting now to very briefly get to my uniqueness as a provider. But then very quickly, I want to transition now to the back to the customer's world. And when you do that, you get to this much better place where yep. you're getting all this business value. And now you see how the story then comes full circle back to the customer's world from the customer's present to the customer's transformational future. And then the value they get, I drive into my second layer or the third layer of the cake, those value messages. And okay. so if I start with the story, I don't run the risk of coming in and, you know, as the classic saying would be, showing up and throwing up about my product. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we've seen a few people do that in the past without mentioning Yeah, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> so that was very useful. I mean, obviously, Ken, that's, that's lots of insight. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited every single time I speak to you because I think we, we also share some sort of value about, you know, the, the way we go about it, and not just on messaging, but on a few other things. So thank you very much for sharing your ideas. I think it was definitely lots of insight for our audience. Probably, as I said, you know, lots of people trying to do the right things. But again, sometimes putting a frame around it, reformulating with, with a new methodology like you do it, is very useful because it makes almost makes things falling into place. Yeah, I'd leave you with frame is the exact word because what I want to do is frame the market conversation that's happening and influence it and create the context where my value is going to be greater than my competitors' values. And I I become strategic as opposed to just a tactical purchase. And that's how you break through and lead. Yeah, I think that's, you know, you're preaching uh, someone who's already converted. But I'm 100% with you here. Now, for our audience, if, if anyone wants to take that conversation offline with you, reach to you, reach out to you, engage with Ken Retsk, what's the best way to discuss growth strategy engage with you, talk to you, buy your book. How do we do that? Yeah, go to KenRutsky.com and you can do all of the above. You'll find links to where you can buy uh, the book. You'll find request a meeting link there and you'll find all my blogs and information about events. And you can always email me. That's an easy one too. It's just Ken at KJRAssociates.com. That's KJRAssociates.com. And it's just Ken there. But you can find that up on KenRutsky.com too. So that's uh, the best place to connect. Perfect. And Rutsky is R-U-T-S-K-Y. Is that correct? It absolutely is. Perfect. Okay, good. Well, Ken, that was really good. So thank you very much for, for, for your time and insight today. Much appreciated. Value your time. I know you, you're extremely busy and involved in lots of different projects. As I said, Android, lots of other topics with you. So I'm sure we will reach out to you in the near future to discuss other topics. But for today, again, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, Companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.